This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. Dang, Tiger. Say it ain't so. Tiger got in a single car accident outside of Los Angeles. I think it was uh, Ranchos Verdes. He was going to Rolling Hills Country Club. And my experience with L.A. is there's a lot of hills. There's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of fast drivers. Well, the fast driving part, I mean, I didn't I didn't experience too much of that. I mean, there's a lot of traffic, too. But, I mean, it's pretty much like D.C., except more mountains and hills. So, he probably was on one of the mountains speeding, and maybe he was distracted, or he just lost control, and he just, just flipped over. And it's just the outpouring of support, man. It just shows you how we just don't want to lose another legend, how important Tiger is to the world of sports and golf. Like, we just can't lose this guy. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful in L.A. I mean, it's like a bougie West Virginia. Like, West Virginia got all those mountains, but they don't got the glamour of L.A. It's, it's you know, they're like twins to me. <laughs> Man, but still, man, I, I hope Tiger recovers. It It looks like he's not going to golf anytime soon because they had to put pins and rods in this foot and his, in his leg. Just very scary, and I'm glad he's okay. And driving in L.A. sometimes is no joke. I don't know how I did it two times in a row. <laughs> I don't know how I, I pulled it off, but um, hey, the guy's alive, and I gotta pray for his family and friends, and hope he recovers. And I will see if he gets back to golf. We'll see. I, it's gonna be tough, but we we're the same people that said Alex Smith wasn't gonna ever play football again, and you saw how that turned out. So he he could be back. We could be back. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Watson and Wilson. So they're back in the news again. Deshaun Watson met with David Culley finally, and he said he still wants out because he knows the Texans' front office is trash, and we know that. So he can't rock with that. It's just too bad that the Texans have all the leverage, and it'll cost Deshaun a lot of money and his signing bonus if he don't show up in preseason or the regular season. So it's not like he can hold out. I mean, unless he wants to lose all that money, I mean, it's just tough. And the Texans really don't have to trade this guy. It sucks, man, because I want Deshaun to get out. A lot of people want him to get out of this because, you know, the Texans have not shown to be a competent franchise. Not really. Like, they've just been a clown show, and they have wasted Deshaun Watson's best year. So he has to go. He has to go get a better situation. That's on God. Facts. Texans. I think they're going to try to keep him as long as they can. But some of these offers they're getting got to be blowing them away. Like, you got to take it. Like, just rebuild. Just rebuild. You were just 4-12. and 12. What are you going to do this year with an unhappy Deshaun Watson? And uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, more signs that he won out. I mean, he put his list of teams that he would like to get traded to if there was a trade. I don't know. It's kind of passive-aggressive with that. But uh, he's a little bit unhappy. I think he's mostly unhappy because how he's getting hit and how the team is keep losing in the wild card round. I think it's mostly because he keep getting hit. But, I mean, part of it is – part of it is the offensive line and part of it is – him holding the ball and running around. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat a team like like the Rams with a good defensive line if you keep holding the ball, bro. Uh, he just want he just want more control. He just want the team to be better. He just don't want to get hit as much. I mean, you got a new offensive coordinator to see how that goes. I don't really think this is a big deal because what can Russell Wilson do? What can he do? What can he do? I mean, not not him, but what can the Seahawks do other than maybe draft a lineman or maybe get a lineman off a of free agency? 
at the end of the day, we got to see how this new offensive coordinator calls plays, and we got to see if Russell Wilson can let go of the ball faster, even though that's not really his game all the time. We got to figure out, you know, how this team could be more consistent on offense because they were flying high. And then second half of the season, they were getting shut down. The Rams were shutting them down. The Giants shut them down. I mean, I mean, come on. This offense wasn't the same. But I, I think he's going to stay in Seattle. He's going to stay in Seattle. I think they'll probably have to talk it out. But I think at the end of the day, some moves got to be made. At least draft one lineman. Or at least maybe look at a free agency. And if, if Brandon Scherf is available... And I'm about to talk about the Washington sitcom right after this. If Brandon Scherf is available, you got to go get him. That will make Russell Wilson help happy because that guy is nice. He's arguably the best guard in the league. But I don't think I don't think Brandon Scherf's going to leave Washington. But who knows? That that would that would definitely shut Russell Wilson up. But at the end of the day, he'll be in Seattle. We'll see if they take the next step. They got steep competition. You got the Bucks. You got the Packers. You got the Saints probably, and um, you got who knows what other teams could ascend. You know, the Vikings, if they get a better defense, they'll be a problem. Even in your own division, the Rams got Matt Stafford. The 49ers are coming back. Some steep competition. So y'all got to be ready to rock. <laughs> and Russell Wilson doesn't want to get I, I, you know what I'm saying? Let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. They'll be in the mix. Seattle will be in the mix. But it's going to be tougher this time. Period. This Cam Newton thing. This Cam Newton thing with his argument with a kid at his 7-on-7 camp. Man, they were in Myrtle Beach. I guess that's the spot to be. That's the spot to be at all year long. My mom offered me to go there for a few days or a week. Eh, maybe one day, but that's not the point. He had a camp in a 7-on-7 tournament out there. I think it was mostly a tournament. And <laughs> he got into it with this kid who was like, oh, man, you're a free agent, you ass. You about to be poor. He's like, nah, I'm rich, and where's your dad? I'm like, man, I just thought at first, I thought it was just trolling. I laughed a little bit. And that's it. Next thing you know, this story is on Fox, it's on ESPN, it's trending on Twitter, it's everywhere. It's on YouTube, it's everywhere. And no one's taking the side of the kid. And I understand because, you know what I'm saying, how people were raised, you just respect your elders, especially when they've been where you're trying to go. Like, Cam Newton has been in the NFL, he's been an MVP, he's been in the Super Bowl, so he requires a little bit more respect. Yeah, I get it, man, but y'all just, y'all took it too far, man. Y'all just, y'all just on y'all high horse. It's very, like, get off my lawn type of stuff, man. And it's like, I I saw the longer clip on Cam Newton's Instagram when they talked it out, and Cam Newton asked, you know, what did he, what did he do on the field? What's his team record? They talked it out like men. Like, if he's going to uh, talk trash like a man, you know, got to be able to face that and own it and, and you know, sit there and talk it out face-to-face with Cam Newton. And the coach stepped in, too. So I'm sure the coach has talked to him. His parents has talked to him. He had the apology. I think the apology is fine. After the apology, that, that should have been it. Everyone's just piling on this kid, piling on this kid. Would have asked him to leave. Y'all just, y'all taking personal shots at him. Y'all saying he's never going to be anything. And I'm just like, yeah, when he gets on your favorite, if he gets on your favorite team in college or pro, don't dick ride. You're probably going to dick. You're probably going to be on his nuts if he's on your favorite team. So, you know, I'm not just going to keep piling on this kid. I'm not going to say he's never going to be anything because he might. He might. And you might, you, you might, you got to look out for that just you know i'm sure he's learned his lesson i'm sure he's been punished enough for whatever has happened 
and you know let him soak this all in hopefully he's getting to work getting better because i heard he wasn't ranked so hopefully if, if he's if he really wants to be something hopefully he is working and all these people that talk trash and is trolling him back and saying he's never going to do anything saying he sucks hopefully he's taking that motivation and he's using that to uh further himself in life and on the football field and who knows like i said if he on your favorite team just apologize <laughs> apologize i know you're gonna be on his nuts now cam newton hey yeah he does deserve his respect and he said that not all 32 quarterbacks are better than me i don't know i've been really tough on cam this past year every time i watch them it's just too many throws in the dirt too many balls underthrown. I just didn't like watching him. Uh, he was great against the Seahawks. That that was a great game. Uh, he did all right against the Bills. Uh, it's just that just other times, like against the Rams, that Rams game really, really, like, turned me away from Cam. But that was one year, and he said, you know, he. I listened to the podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast, which is pretty good, by the way. And he he said he had to learn a new system, especially week to week, and he was dealing with COVID. So, I mean, Cam Newton, I know I I think he's washed. and No, he's not washed. Okay, let's, let's be honest. He can definitely return to form. He can't. I keep thinking he's a backup, and he might not be. You're going to take what happened this year and use that as fuel. So you got two people in that clip that was talking trash to each other. They both got motivation to be better, especially Cam Newton. He's going to take that into the offseason that everyone thinks 32 quarterbacks are better than me. He believes he can start anywhere. He wants another run at New England. They could go that route. I don't think he's going to be in Washington. He could be somewhere like Jacksonville, but no, wait. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Never mind. (laughs) I'm going to just be real with you, man. I think he's going to be backup. There's not many places he can start. I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, maybe maybe the 49ers. That would be a great place for him to go. Um, maybe the Patriots again if they want to run it back. You got to watch Jared Goff. You got to watch Carson Wentz. See how they do. You might be able to step in for them if they're loafing. I- I'm just trying to think of, of other teams that I'm just like. <laughs> I, and injuries happen all the time. So you could definitely step in, uh, lead a team, and then just stay there and get that contract extension. I mean, he could also go to New Orleans, but they'll probably take Jameis over him. I mean, and Falcons probably drafting the quarterback. I would say he could go back to Carolina, but I don't think those new coaches are going to want him down there. I think that's all I can think of. I I really can't see him in Washington. If they didn't get him last year, they're definitely not going to get him this year. I could be wrong, but... Or, you know, if, if the Eagles don't draft a quarterback, he can maybe back up Jalen Hurts or fight for the spot and get the spot from Jalen Hurts. You never know. I think, you know, listening to that podcast, it just reminds me that I just shouldn't count out Cam Newton because he's a hell of an athlete. He was an MVP. He has a lot of pride. He has a lot of confidence. And I think he can still do something in this league. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, man. And dude, and the brother got style though. I'm not gonna lie, he he got some style, but I, I wouldn't wear none of that stuff. But he definitely got more style than I do. <laughs> but check out that episode of the I Am Athlete podcast. I mean, you got him, Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor. I forgot the other guy, but that was a heck of a show. Just saying. Oh yeah, and uh. Russell Wilson's four teams are Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, and Dallas. Dallas is always in the mix, but they never get these guys. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. They they, they got T.O. back in the day. That was a good pickup. But I'm like, nah, they, they're not going to get Russell Wilson. Come on. Oh, what about a, a Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott trade? I can't see that happening either. I, I, I really can't. But, yeah. It ain't, it, it, it's not impossible. 
is it's not impossible. So uh, let's see. Oh, and the Washington football team. See, I'm kind of jumping around right now, but Washington football team really think they're going to get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. And they did a segment on B. Mitch and Finley that said, what would you, what body part would you cut off to get Russell Wilson? Are you kidding me? None. Like, B. Mitch was the only person that said, I wouldn't cut off anything to get Russell Wilson. Why would you do that? I know that Washington has never really had an elite quarterback. Like, maybe they'll get, like, a slimmer of eliteness, like, from RG3 or uh, maybe from uh, Joe Theismann. But they, they've never really had an elite quarterback. So, Russell Wilson would be one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. But... It ain't worth me cutting off anything to get somebody that you because you start going all out for someone that for someone like that. That's when, you know, they might get injured or their play might decline. I know I sound negative. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. The guy is like 30, right? He's he's older than me for sure. The guy's like 30 something. Who knows what could happen? And who knows if he can fit in that system that Scott Turner is running. I mean, come on, man. Just Washington fans are hilarious, bro. That's why it's part of the sitcom, bro. It's all part of the sitcom. Oh, my God. And I'm just watching something. Speaking of the Washington sitcom, on The Herd, Jason McIntyre said that they would go all out to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I don't think they would go for Sam Darnold before they go for Jimmy G. Like, come on, bro. They'd go for, no, no. I don't think they think that highly of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just me. That's just me. And, of course, Washington football fans think they're going to get Deshaun Watson. And and now that you say, for sure, I don't want to play for the Texans, they keep talking about, oh, we're going to give up Chase Young. Oh, we might give up Terry McLaurin. Man, y'all not getting y'all not getting him, man. <laughs> Even if y'all give up all those picks and give up Chase Young for Deshaun Watson, are you gonna put the right pieces around him for him to succeed? And because you're gonna have to come up some you're gonna have to come up off some of them defense alignment. That's a fact. And also, you got to pay him a ton of money. Are you ready for that? Now, the last time you paid a quarterback that much money, you got the Alice Smith situation. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just, it's unfortunate that he got hurt and it was working out. But you got to watch it paying these people that much money, like like overspending on one position because, you know, sometimes it don't always work out. It doesn't always work out, man. It's a team game. I'm just saying. And you saw what happened with Philly. We paid Carson Wentz all that money. He declined. What are we doing here? Listen, Washington football team, y'all not getting any of these guys. And y'all thought y'all was going to get Aaron Rodgers. What were you going to give Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? What were you going You were going to give them half your franchise? You were going to give them what? Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, three first-round picks? <laughs> Man. Man, the sitcom is hilarious, and I got my popcorn ready. Y'all better be worried about the NFC East that's coming for your neck. And don't sleep on the Eagles, who's going to be picked last. But don't sleep on the Eagles, because if, if that offensive system, that new offensive system work, and we can get the defense to, to play decently, we got some great pieces on defense, you're done. You're done. The whole division, done. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> kind of jumping around. But uh, what's next? Oh, my God, bro. Oh, my God. I should have made this part of the Sooner Schooner, but screw it, bro. The Logies fight. The fight at Logies. Oh, man. That OU uh, football player, I think his name is, uh, I think his name is Spencer Jones. And he fought this guy named Walker Brown and his brother. And he had some other guy with him. I think whatever the other guy with him, the, the other guy that was with Spencer Jones is the one who got in the altercation with Walker Brown. 
and Walker Brown wipe blood off his face. Both guys say they not really the instigator, that they not they didn't really escalate it. Both guys said both both guys said through their lawyers that they didn't really start it. I'm like, damn, it's lawyers involved now. And man, it's just people fighting. I was just I just shook my head, man. I just shook my head and just 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 chuckled, man. I'm like, look at these folks, man. Look at these folks acting the fool at Logie's, man. Logie's is the premier spot on Campus Corner. Friday nights, Saturday nights, it's it can be packed. It can be packed. And you know, <laughs> the two times I went inside of Logie's, I didn't do nothing. I just sat there like a wallflower. I was scared to do anything because I was soft. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to chicks I was attracted to. I was afraid to make a fool of myself dancing. I didn't really drink. So I just looked like a fool. And people were saying uh, on Twitter that why would you fight on the bathroom, in the bathroom floor, a piss-soaked floor? Uh, old Rose said that. And I'm just like, damn. Damn, if I want to see people fight in the mud... I would go down the street to Sugar is my spot and just pay the strippers to do that. Just go ahead and wrestle on the ground, wrestle on the in the mud and, and fight and stuff. I I don't wanna see I don't wanna see an MMA fighter and a football player out here wrestling for I don't even know what, what was the fight about. Like were they just drunk and someone, you know, bumped into someone or Someone says something they ain't like. What was the fight? Was it over a girl? Like, what what was it about that got into a just a full out wrestling match? These guys had to have been drunk, bro. God damn. It just makes me miss Norman, man. It makes me miss Campus Corner, man. Cause I I'm sure fight that fights like that happen like every other weekend. Cause people are drunk. It's a lot of people. They're with their friends. Things can go left. Things can go left. And this ain't the first time a campus corner fight has made national news. Look at the Joe Mixon thing. So it's like, yo, it's crazy over there, man. You got to check it out, campus corner. I promise it ain't that much foolishness all the time. But, you know, you got to check it out if you're in Norman in town for a game or, or a visit or something. You got to go hang out in campus corner, man. It, it, it's fun, and. Good food, too. You know, I got to go to O'Connell's, get me a burger. You, you feel me? But <laughs> but that that fight was dumb, man. Just like the Cam Newton argument thing, the fight was dumb. It got too much coverage. And now lawyers are involved. Someone's going to have to pay a bunch of money. And it's just unfortunate. It just shows that I that's, that's probably another reason why I should be slow to fight anyone. I'm a lover, not a fighter anyway, but stuff like that happens and people got seriously hurt. You know, people got to get surgery and stuff. Man, that's ridiculous. That's nonsense. Over something, it was probably dumb. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's probably really dumb. There's no way in hell they had a really justified reason to fight. No way. I, I can put money on that. And I don't even like the bet. <laughs> These folks wilding, bro. And then you got... And now I'm dealing with spam FaceTime calls. Man, if they don't get 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 they roll on, bro. <laughs> oh man. I swear, man. See, I'm gonna have to block some of these folks. I don't like blocking folks, but when you keep calling my number for no reason, you gotta go. You gotta go. Just saying. When I don't know you and you keep like spamming my phone, you gotta go. You gotta roll. Yeah, everybody get your roll on. <laughs> okay. So what's next here? Oh man, so let's get into the Washington Wizards have won six of seven. They are killing it. And they are in the playoff race for real now. Y'all have messed up. Y'all have messed up. They are in they're in the playoff race. You only need to be in tenth place. You only need to be in 10th place. And as of now, as of now, they're still out. But, I mean, they're only two games back. One, six, or seven, only two games back. I mean, come on. 
They were like five and what, 15 at one point. They were dead last. And now they're a serious playoff contender. Like I said, with this new playoff structure, all you need is a good month of basketball and you're in. And this is it. As long as, man, what? If they can keep this streak going and then you can go maybe like 500, they can still make the playoffs. And in the playoffs, they can be dangerous because Bradley Bill is the leading scorer in the league and Russell Westbrook is healthy now. He's playing back-to-backs. You're done. And now our, our young core is coming off the bench and they're doing good things. Wagner and Garrison Matthews, Raul Nato, the, the the veteran off the bench, he's doing big things. And Hachimura coming into form. And Dene Avia, y'all done. Y'all finished. We going to playoffs. And you got to love it. And all these Westbrook haters, see, Westbrook is very polarizing. Just like his game. His game is very polarizing. Because one minute, he'll do something amazing. And then the next minute, he do something to make you scratch your head. Like, he'll drive to the lane, get stopped, throw the ball away. Or he'll make some pass, and I'm like, what the heck was that? What What are you doing? Or he'll 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 try to shoot some shot off the glass, and that joint go hard off the glass, and it, it look ugly. That's just Russell Westbrook. You got to take the good with the bad. And lately, it's been a lot of good. I mean, come on. He had, what, like a 32-point triple-double versus the Lakers. He had 32-14-9 versus the Lakers, and he had the clutch layup. I don't know why he didn't make the free throw, but he had the clutch layup to put the Wizards up, I think, two or three against the Lakers in overtime. We should have, We could have lost to the Lakers. We had control of that game. And then we just let LeBron take over. But thank God that LeBron missed two critical free throws at the end of the game. And then and then he also had a key turnover in overtime. And then we double-teamed him, got the ball out of his hands, and Caruso couldn't hit that three to tie. I think it was a three. Yeah, 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 yeah. He couldn't hit that three to tie, and we beat him. Um, we beat the Nuggets twice. I mean, Jamal Murray is a beast. He had... He had 35 in the first game, 34 in the second game. And it's just the critical mistakes they make down the stretch are head-scratching. Like, you tie the game with a deep Murray shot in D.C., and then you foul Bradley Bill. I mean, okay, Jermichael Green kind of has a case. He was straight up. But, hey, all it takes is for the referee to be like, nope, you leaned into him. And Bradley Bill went flying. He he sold that call. Well, you contested him at the rim. He got you. And, of course, Bradley Bill made his free throws, and we won the game. Like, this is awesome. And then this game, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then the Wizards kind of took control at the end. And then I don't know what happened, why. I don't know why they couldn't put the game away. They, I don't know why they couldn't put the game away up to, up to, with like five seconds to go, but somehow, somehow the rebound got out to, uh, somehow the rebound got out to the Nuggets, and they were on a fast break, a four-on-one fast break. I didn't notice this at the time, but I thought Jamal Murray was just gonna pull up and shoot, because that's how his confidence is. I thought he was just going to pull up and shoot. And he didn't. He hesitated. I think it was Bradley Bill that got back and kind of got in his face. And he passed it. I was like, okay, they're running out of time. Composite. Dog, there was three people wide open. They all stopped at the three-point line. Nobody cut to the basket. That was hilarious. Composite, he had a really good look. But he missed because he don't got the sauce like that. I knew it. So he missed. Thank God. See, there go the Facebook FaceTime spammers again. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I don't fuck with them. It's all good. 
I'm not going to worry about them. Um, that was a good win by the Wizards. They beat, they lost to the Clippers. They had me, they had me in the third quarter. I'm not going to lie. They won the third quarter by 12. They won the third quarter by 12. You know what I'm saying? They won the third quarter by 12. And I'm just like, yo, they they won the third quarter by 12. They won the, they won the third quarter by 12. And they really got back in this game. They really got back in that game. And then Terrence Mann just decided to go off at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. And then they just ran away with it because we couldn't stop Kawhi. We couldn't stop Paul George. Those were mismatches. Whatever. I don't know what happened to them against the Grizzlies last night. And they got blown out. But the Clippers are a tough team. That That's not a bad loss. Fine. Whatever. Still, on the West Coast road trip, beat the Blazers, beat the Nuggets, beat the Lakers. Am I missing somebody? And, you know, we lost to the Clippers. That's fine. Uh, all we missing is the Jazz, right? Uh, no one wants to play the Jazz right now. They're just rolling. But the Wizards, the Wizards are doing good. The Wizards are doing great. And if we keep playing like this, we'll for sure be in the playoffs. I don't know how we're not in that spot right now. But I guess we dug too big of a hole at the beginning of the season. So now we got to climb back out of it. And we're doing that. And I'm telling you right now, y'all in trouble. And they have a good chance of coming out of that play-in bracket and get into and to get into the regular bracket where they probably going to have to play the Sixers or the Nets. And they beat the Nets twice. And the Sixers, they played them tough twice. So I... I like their chances against those guys if they make it that far. I like my chances against those guys if they make it that far. And, you know, these FaceTime callers, man, they're going to make me catch a case. Um, but I'm not going to worry about it. So, uh, so listen, listen. So, listen, we got the Caps. The Caps. They, they're starting to get it together. They're starting to get it together. They came back versus the Devils. Now, when I heard on the radio, they were down 2-0 at the end of the second period. I was like, oh, boy, here we go again. They're about to lose another game against someone that's not the Sabres. Here we go again. Then they scored four straight goals. TJ Oshie scored twice. I think they were down 2-0 in the first period. Yeah, that's it. He went off. Ovechkin gave them the lead, and I think they scored an empty net after that. That was a good win. I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's always good to beat the devil on Sunday. Amen, everybody. Amen. But seriously, that was a great win. Then they lost to the Penguins again. This time, we finally played in D.C. They lost in overtime. I mean, what? We lost to the Penguins four times and three of them in overtime? That's frustrating. They're our biggest rival. But then they came through last night. And they beat the Penguins 5-2. It was 2-2 at the end of two. I was getting nervous. Then we scored a goal. Then we scored another goal. Then we scored an empty netter. And that, that was it. I, I'm happy, man. And Connor Sherry against Pittsburgh. Oh, man. I'm so glad. See, see, he used to play for Pittsburgh. Now he played for us. And he be killing Pittsburgh. And I love it. Because we're probably going to have to play them about – Six, seven more times, probably. I need him to keep killing Pittsburgh, okay? That would be great. The Caps are still in the top four, and they definitely can, even though they got a revolving door at goaltending, uh, goaltender. I say it's a revolving door, I mean, but, I mean, you got Vanacek started most of the games, but that's mostly because Sam Sonoff had to come back from COVID, and Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson pretty much came off the street. He's a... OG, he's a veteran, but he came off the street. He ain't he ain't really there yet, but I guess he's going to be in Hershey while Sam Sonoff is back. I will see how he does, but we're in the top four, and if we just keep playing the way we playing, I guess, I, if they can play like they did to start the season, they'll win the whole division, and they'll be number one seed. But if they keep loafing like they did right after that, we could be outside top four. But I think they're going to 
Like I said, once again, the Capitals start strong, slump, stumble, get it back, stumble, make the playoffs, home ice, lose. Happens just about all the time, except that time we won the, ch- the cup. So this is this is just part of the cap cycle. We're on the part of the cycle where they get it back together. And I guess we're going to approach the next part where they kind of middle and then stumble. And then there it is in the playoffs. And it's a shorter season this time. So they don't got much time to be messing around. So hopefully they be more consistent. But I'm rooting for them, man. That's my team, for sure. But now it's time for the Sooner Schooner. I'm going to start with OU women this time. OU women basketball. Okay, they beat TCU by 17. Okay, they're kind of getting it together. Kind of like the Caps, right? <laughs> Except these guys are 9 and 10. They are mediocre. So, yeah, they're they're kind of mediocre. But I was looking at their resume. Their resume is tough. Like, they've got some tough competition. But I looked at Bracketology, their first four out. They lost to Baylor. They only lost by 11. That's not bad. They were at home, so, and second time playing them. So, you know, I assume, you know. They did a little bit better. I, I assumed they would do better, and they did. Uh, okay, maybe I assumed they would get blown out. But they only lost by 11. Not bad. They fought. So, okay, listen. I was looking at their resume. They don't have a single bad loss. It's like, nah, they got one. They lost to Kansas. Kansas is the worst team in the Big 12. I'm not sure how you lose to Kansas. And then the second time, they only beat them by, like, two. That's a head-scratcher. They barely beat Kansas State the first time. They play Kansas State this week. You got to beat them. You got to beat Texas. You got blown out the first time. Texas is in the tournament. They're a seven seed. You need to bolster your resume because you're first four out. You got to beat Texas. So you'll probably draw Oklahoma State or West Virginia in the uh, tournament, in the Big 12 tournament. They're both three to five seeds. You got to beat them. If you can beat Texas, and then whoever you get in the first round, because they're probably going to be a six seed in the Big 12 tournament. So if you can beat those guys, you have a case to get in. So, I mean, I'm looking at it, man. Look at these losses. I mean, you lost to Baylor twice as Baylor. Come on. You lost to Texas. They're in the tournament. You lost to Georgia. They're in the tournament, at least in bracketology. You lost to Houston. That's not bad. They got a better record than you, and they're like first four out. That's not a horrible loss. Like, you probably should have won. You probably would have done better if you won that game. But when matching up resumes and, you know, who's on the bubble, you lost to a bubble team like that, and maybe that's not good. Kansas lost is terrible. You lost. You barely lost to Iowa State, who's on the, in the tournament. Then you beat them the second time. That's not bad. You got blown out by West Virginia the first time, then went to their place and beat them. That's probably why your first four out, because that's a big win. Uh, Texas Tech, I think you beat them, and then the other game got postponed. K-State, you barely beat them. You got to beat them this week, because you lose to them, you're definitely out. So don't don't mess around. I got to keep an eye on them. They have a chance to make the tournament, but if they make the tournament, they're going to be like a 10th, 11th seed. They have a solid schedule. Like, that's, that's what's going in their favor, but they're going to have to beat Texas and Oklahoma State to get in. It doesn't hurt to even make a run to the Big 12 championship because you'll have to play ranked teams to get there. You have to play ranked Big 12 teams to get there. So that will help your resume tremendously. So Oklahoma men's basketball lost to Kansas State. I don't know why they can't win at Kansas State or Kansas. They haven't won at Kansas since 1993. They haven't won at Kansas State since 2011, my sophomore year, when they swept them. No, it was 2012. I'll never forget that season. That's when I was really getting into Oklahoma basketball. But we wasn't that good, but we were turning the corner because we had just got Lon Kruger. We swept Kansas State that year. They were the better team, but we swept. Ever since then, I'm pretty sure we've had the better team about every season except 2016. We've had the better team, and we still can't win in Manhattan. I don't get it. This year was a great year because... Kansas State is 7-18. and 18. 
this was the year, and, and no fans, and no fans. This was the year to win in Manhattan. We lost because, well, let's start with this. We only scored what, fifty-seven points. Then okay, what's the name got hit on a three-pointer? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is a baller. Like I just, you gotta live with his hero balling because. More times than not, he comes through. I just learned to live with the hero ball, man. It just is what it is. But he got hit, and we didn't get the ball back. And they scored, they hit them free throws, and they, they iced the game. This guy named McGurl, I think that's his name. We lost to a guy named McGurl. He went off in the second half. He hit like four threes. I was looking at the highlights. I'm like, man, what the heck? We can't stop this guy, and then we still can't get a rebound. Their big man was killing us. That's basically it. That's how they beat us. And on defense, the thing I noticed about OU is they don't always do a good job of getting to the rim. So when their threes are not hitting, they can go cold. See, that's not good. And sometimes they stand around and they rely too much on Austin Reeves. That's not good either. So we're going to have to figure that out come tournament time because we can't I'm putting them on upset watch. One of these teams, they're three seed now in bracketology. One of these teams, like a freaking Colgate or freaking, um, I was looking at it, Vermont, UMBC. One of them teams mess around and upset you. UNC Greensboro, y'all ain't going to see them coming. They going to get hot. You don't defend the paint very well. And then when you do, the people kicking out and they hitting threes on you. You got to get it together. Or we on upset alert, period. But, you know, I got to trust Long Kruger that he'll have them ready for the Big 12 tournament and then the NCAA tournament because we are definitely in with all those ranked wins. But the, the Kansas State loss was disappointing. It's fine. We got Texas. We got a back-to-back against Oklahoma State. We got to beat them. Just like Oklahoma women basketball, got to beat them. Got to beat our rivals, period. And, and it'll help our resume, too. I mean, because I don't think Oklahoma goes any lower than a six. If we get in that five or six range, that's gonna we're gonna get a tougher matchup and we're gonna be on upset alert. So hopefully they quit playing around and stay in that three and four range and we maybe will get an easier opponent and easier matchup. Hopefully. But it's the NCAA tournament. It's gonna be insane. And I I've trying I'm trying to start speaking of the NCAA tournament, I'm trying to start looking at teams. I'm starting to look at teams closely to see who should I pick for the final four, who should I pick for the championship. Because, man, I'm trying to get a perfect bracket. I'm trying to win some bracket pools. So I need to start studying and looking at these teams and see who is for real and who isn't. Who's on upset alert and who isn't. I think OU is one. Uh, Iowa's one because... If you can figure out how to control Luca Garza, you got to hope that those guys go cold on the outside. And that's exactly what happened in the last 10 minutes against Michigan because that was a close game. And then all of a sudden, they go cold. You know, that's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Who else did I look at? Gonzaga was struggling with Santa Clara at first, but yeah, then they got it going. You know, I like how their offense goes and, you know, and every all their guards can shoot. I have to look at them more closely, too. Are they for real? Uh, can they get knocked off by Baylor or Michigan? Uh, we got to see. I would love to see it, bro. I, I would love to see a Michigan-Gonzaga matchup. And, oh, one last thing, Duke. Duke is in the same position as Oklahoma women. They got a little bit. They got some opportunity to They got some opportunity to win some games and play their way off of the bubble. They're in the bubble, and they're like like first four out. Okay, they always got the talent. They have the talent to win the ACC because no one's really pulling away from the ACC. I'm looking at ACC, and it's Virginia and Virginia Tech pretty much, and Florida State. Okay, yeah, okay. You just beat Virginia. So Virginia Tech, you lost to them. But they're beatable. I mean, Virginia Tech, they had close games with Miami. They got blown out by Penn State. Like, you can you can beat them in the tournament. Possible. You can't have no BS losses. Like, you lost to, you lost to North Carolina. Okay. Well, that's a rivalry game. You lost some other games that were head scratchers. I can't even put my finger on it. But they have the talent, and you got to look out for them. I, 
Duke as a Cinderella sounds weird, but if they make the tournament, look out. And if they play, I'm going to be mad as hell. They draw OU. That could be a 5-12 matchup. Mark my words. If Oklahoma-Duke is a 5-12 matchup, I'm going to be sweating. But I don't think so, man. I I don't think so. Realistically, I think Oklahoma is going to be number four, and I think Duke is going to be out because they're going to choke in the ACC championship. But look out for them. Keep an eye on them because they might. They might sneak in. And if they sneak in, that coach, that talent, even without Jalen Johnson, oh, no. Oh, man. That, that's uh, trouble. They could, they could run the tape. <laughs> so look out. Look out. But now it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode. The hypothetical game of the episode. Win once and you win the entire game, part two. Score once and you win, part two. This time, it is Sooner Twitter versus the Patty Gasso Modern Sooner All-Stars. And yes, it's it's mostly the folks from the team between 2016 and 2020, but whatever. You still have Lauren Chamberlain and Kalani Ricketts and Aaron Miller and Jessica Schultz. But the rest are from that time period. Cool. Now, for Sooner Twitter, you got Eddie Rotto. You got RJ Young, Blinken Raleigh, me, Adrian, Sooner Girl AD, Sooner Witch. Yeah, you, you already know. Lisa Gillette ain't the one. She ain't the one. Mel, Mel loves OU. And then Sooner stuff. And we got, to kind of make this interesting, we got... G. Juarez and Page Park. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Score once, and we win. So if we win, we get free softball tickets for a year, and we get free tickets, everyone, to OU Texas. Some of them probably going for free anyway, but for the rest of us, that would be great. Um, Yeah. So here we go. So to start off, we got – we're first up. We're first up. Top of the first. Kalani, one, two, three. Strikeout, easy. Um, Adrian struck out. Eddie Rado struck out. Lisa struck out. <laughs> but G. Juarez did the same. One, two, three. One, two, three. Got, got Sidney Romero. Got Shea. Got Lauren Chamberlain. All three of them are out. Bang. There we go. So uh, let's see. So now we're back up the bat. And once again, uh, the first three innings, all strikeouts, all strikeouts or uh, ground outs. So not much going. Quick three innings. And all of a sudden, we get to the fourth. Lisa's up. And she gets hit by a pitch. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> she gets hit, hit by a pitch. And then RJ comes up, and he gets a hit. He gets it in, in the right field, between the first baseman and outfielder. Perfect. So, cool. Looks like we're going to win. Definitely. We got got two people on base. But then, but then Mel strikes out. And just like that, the fourth inning for us is over. And then Lauren Chamberlain comes up the bat. Home run, 1-0. Jocelyn Allo comes in the game for, for Shelby Penley, and boom, 2-0. Like, you got to be kidding. Yeah, she's infield, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, boom, 2-0. She blasts one way out of the stadium. 2-0. And then G. Juarez ends the inning. Cool. It's 2-0. It's 2-0. We still have a chance to score. We still have a chance to win. We still have a chance to get those free tickets. Then we go three and out in the fifth. We go three and out in the fifth. Steph is out. I'm out. G. Warris is out. Bingo. So, listen. Then Gasso, Gasso's team scores three more runs. They scored three more runs. Uh, Follow your view and 
uh, Aaron Miller. They they all get hits and they they're rolling. They're rolling now. That's so that's the fifth. So boom. Done with that. And then we sub in Paige for G Warris. So in the sixth inning, I get a hit. But Paige Parker comes up and her home run is robbed by Nicole Penley. And I'm like, dang, man. I was like, I jumped up and down. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then she caught it and I collapsed. I was like, God damn. You got to be kidding me. We all thought that was it, man. Paige Parker almost sent us home, bro. But nope. It got robbed by Nicole Penley. And then Adrian ground out to end the inning. And so here we go. Now we're in the bottom of the six. Paige takes care of business, shuts down all three batters. Um, she did her thing. So now, now here's our last chance. Top of the seven. Eddie Rotto strikes out again because Kalani Ricketts. I mean, what can you do? Uh, Lisa gets walked somehow. Uh, RJ gets walked. He had great plate discipline. Plin. Mel strikes out. So now, two outs. It's two outs. Blinken Raleigh is up. He's pretty much our last hope. We don't have much confidence in him right now. And so, here we go. So strike one. Boom. Then there's a ball. Then it's another ball too high. Then he swings and miss. 2-2. And then somehow he has great plate discipline. Balls outside a little bit. 3-2. It was a close call. But then, full count. Blinking Raleigh. Hits it in the outfield. Hits it between the gaps. And it looks like we're definitely going to score. Lisa is running fast as she can from second. But somehow, someway, Folly of you wasn't playing. She got it. She gathered. She threw it to home. And Lisa is tagged out at the plate. And we lose 5-0. We don't win. And since the Patty Gasso All-Stars won, we got to pay for dinner for them wherever they want to go we got to chip in we all got to chip in and pay for it we don't know what they end up choosing but i know we got them so that's it the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode five nothing we didn't score sooner twitter didn't score patty gasso all-stars win and that is the end of the episode i'm out Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.